Fit for Life Radio, episode number 112. Your hosts, co-host, we're, we're both co-hosts. Hosts, hosts co-hosts. Co-hosts. I'm Gary. And I'm Will. And we're here in 2020. It's like on the office they have co-managers. Mm-hmm. Does that work? I don't know. Works here. Is that what they are on that? Are you talking about that? The show? The show. At one point, they're co-managers. Who who's is it the uh, who's the co-managers? Michael and Jim. Oh nah yeah, that was doomed. Mm-hmm. Doomed from the get go. Well today, speaking of doomed, we're gonna talk about everyone's favorite and least favorite topic: how sleep health affects weight loss, and. If you want, so this, we're going to go over a, a new study to kind of start to support and connect some of these dots of weight loss and sleep. And, and why it affects your sleep, or sleep affects your weight loss. Mm-hmm. We're not going to dive in too much on how to improve your sleep. We've done that in the past, I believe, episode number. That was 93, how to get better sleep. So that so dives into some of the uh, sleep hygiene stuff. Peep that after this if you want a little, like, more specific, tangible things you can do to work on. But we want to dive in on the study and some of the ways, again, that sleep and weight loss are connected. And I to think to start, a lot of times we, can, we get poor sleep and we're like, man, if I just got better sleep, that's why I'm not losing weight. There still really is no direct mechanism known of where like your sleep, you know, builds up, you get better sleep and now you just start burning more body fat it still kind of comes down to energy balance and what you'll see as we dive into it and this this study starts to show is that sleep health helps us do these other things better like aka exercise and nutrition so for example your sleep duration if you're not getting enough sleep that will affect our brain reward systems. Therefore, a short amount of sleep will lead to increased hunger and cravings, and we then give in to those increased hunger and cravings and end up eating more. Yeah, right? and usually, it, like we're we're kind of drawn to like those highly pal- palatable, like high fat, high sugar creations, like cookies and mm-hmm. muffins and donuts and things like that that were because those foods are energy nutrients fat yeah, and carbs very energy dense and so you know and they f- they hit that that dopamine trigger because they you know feel good and so um we reach for those yeah kind of replace the sleep we didn't get same thing obviously too if you don't get as much sleep you're not going to feel as well rested you're less likely to exercise yeah um but what so reading through here, the PN Academy research review, the data in the recent study from the University of Pittsburgh, the researchers looked at the sleep health of 4,837 people 
43% of whom attempted weight loss during the previous year. Now, the scientists examined five measures of sleep health, sleep duration, so the length of your sleep, sleep timing, sleep satisfaction, sleep regularity, and sleepiness. Now, with that, those parameters, the result from the study, again, from almost 5,000 people over a year, where almost half of them, their goal was weight loss, among the adults who attempted weight loss, the prevalence of good sleep health was inversely associated with their current BMI, body mass index, and weight change. So statistically speaking, the better they slept, the lower their BMI and the greater their weight loss. Which makes complete mm -hmm. sense. Which again, and a lot of people have experienced that anecdotally on mm -hmm. their own, right? Oh, when I sleep better, these things happen. So why, why do these things happen? Uh, I, so a way to look at it is how, how does poor sleep health influence our eating and exercise behaviors? Because that's ultimately those are the actions, our eating and exercise behaviors that kind of directly contribute. Yeah, contribute to our body mass index, our BMI, weight loss, weight gain, muscle, you know, muscle gain, muscle, muscle gain, loss, yeah. fat loss, fat gain. So it now we can break down. We know sleep affects it. How so? Um, what they've done is they linked, so sleep disturbances are linked to reduced physical fitness, lower exercise frequency, and sedentary behavior. So like waking up in the middle of the night mm -hmm. or not, That's not sleeping through the night or sleeping And probably getting sound, a like low quality of sleep, mm -hmm. you know, rolling around. So ultimately you're just not getting much sleep, Yeah. right? And it makes sense that, well, yeah, you don't get much sleep. You're going to not be less likely to go do physical stuff, yeah. right? And as we know over time, yeah, if you're not weight training, resistance training, you're going to have less muscle. That's going to affect your your body mass mm -hmm. um, and your lean body mass. And I a think lot of other that things. <laughs> so perfect sense. And like the other one we touched on, so they kind of directly connected your a short sleep duration to affect the brain reward systems, again, leading to increased hunger and cravings. Like Will said, for high fat, high sugar foods, particularly, you know, when we're when we're having cravings, we're normally not reaching for egg whites. Nah, and you're just, I think you're more impulsive in general Lar on yep. no sleep. Larger pro portion sizes and greater calorie intake, which that would make sense because if someone's like, I'm not getting much sleep and I gain weight. Well, you're more than likely that's leading to you overeating mm. through one of these mechanisms of more cravings and giving into them, consuming greater calories. Yeah. If your brain like needs the energy and you know, you're kind of trying to dig yourself out of a hole. Um, you know, you're unaware of why you're doing it really in the moment, but yeah, I guess a vaguely, you know, connected analogy could be your cell phone right so if you charge it all the way full mm -hmm. charge full charge baby. that next day it's more likely it's gonna be able to go a longer stronger period of time right and you could think of it as if you man that thing gets like a 20 percent charge well what are you gonna have to do now throughout the day constantly keep giving it oh, and, and it, but little snacks right yeah little snack charges oh let me plug it in for four minutes so it doesn't burn out right here while i'm using it and yeah that's kind of like 
the food craving. So mm-hmm. you don't get that full charge at night. Now you're your region for all these cravings and snacking more and it just you just end up overdoing it. Yeah, that's that's a big one. And I know personally when I don't get enough sleep, I'm way more likely to just like I could eat all day and not mm-hmm. be satisfied on a like a very bad night of sleep. And yeah. it's one like bringing awareness to that, like you can still work at it. You're just, you know, fighting an uphill battle if you do have one of those days of fighting against that because everything in your brain's telling you like, no, we need this. We need to do this. We need yep. all of these calories. So it is difficult to just fight against that with only willpower. Mm-hmm. And then along with the study and other dots, they connect it. The other aspects, sleep duration, sleep timing, sleepiness, sleep regularity, those are associated with weight gain and obesity independent of physical activity and diet, right? So uh, kind of what, what they're connecting is, okay, now let's even take out the exercise and diet part. So you just have a person with all these, you know, s- their sleep duration, sleep timing. If that's all jacked up, they tend to be to gain weight and um, it has nothing separate from their exercise mm-hmm. and nutrition stuff. Now... Another aspect, these are kind of your, your physical health, right? And we also know, I mean, anyone can attest to this, how, like Will just said, a bad night rest negatively impacts your mood, your emotions, you know, you're yeah, grumpy. like you're cranky on, on a bad night of sleep. You're more we all s- are. more stressed. So obviously those are going to have a downstream negative a- effect. affects your life in a lot of ways too. Mm-hmm. Um, and something to take away from the study uh it wasn't a cause and effect study. It, it just shows correlations, yeah. right? Cause and effects are really hard to to do. With, yeah, because there's so like much this. else going on. It's yeah. hard to isolate one just single mechanism. Yeah. yeah. What if that? What if half those people also, you know, had five or more kids, right? <laughs> you know, or they had a job that they hated, and half of them had a job they liked. Yeah, or you just can't. People get a little uh, like up in arms when studies aren't like cause and effect, but. I don't think people realize how hard it is to do that, especially with something so broad as sleep that mm-hmm. has so many factors that, that, you know, influence it. Yep. Another thing, the people in the study reported their own sleep health. It wasn't yeah. directly measured in a lab. So there's obviously going to be... But you have to, yeah, take that with a little grain of salt. But generally, if people say they're tired, people are actually probably more likely to, like, try to cover that up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, or, like, under-report. So... Um, I would say, you know, the, the, the results were probably pretty accurate and maybe even undershot a little bit. Yeah. And just from specific people in the study. So some things, maybe you can see how you relate a little over half 54% of participants did not regularly achieve good sleep. I think on our end, you know, working with clients that we do at the gym and online, that I would say that that is fair. That that would be our experience as well. That more than half of people struggle to get good sleep. Forty-one uh, percent reported early or late sleep timing, also an indicator of poor sleep health. I would say that's accurate too. I feel like probably more than forty percent in the people we work with. Most people, uh, you know, either yeah they struggle to fall asleep and they stay up late. Mm-hmm. and their timing's just off, right? Yeah, like not having a consistent sleep schedule can be a big detriment too because yeah. even getting a good night's sleep at vastly different time, we'll say a good night's sleep, you get your seven hours or so, 
But if one night it's from 9 p.m. to what would that be? 4 a.m.? What are you trying to get? Eight Seven hours? hours? Oh, we'll say yeah. eight hours. We'll say eight hours. So nine to five. Nine yeah. to five. Yeah, that makes sense. Nine to five. And then the next night you go to sleep at midnight and sleep till 8 a.m. Like you're not going to still be as fresh as you would be if you're consistent, yeah. you know, because that does impact it as well. If you're very, you know, all over the place. Yep. And that's something we talk about in episode 93, mm-hmm. the importance of consistency. So, yeah, ultimately, even though it's not exact, there does appear to be a strong correlation of poor sleep and struggling to lose weight and things like that. So it is a great place for a lot of people to address because maybe you've just burned out on, you know, trying to figure out your, you know, food environment and food intake and your, you know, exercise, or maybe you have your exercise down and you just, you know, still struggle. So so therefore looking at your sleep can be an avenue to go down because we know addressing it is then correlated with maybe now all of a sudden your nutrition gets easier because maybe you have less cravings and Mm -hmm. things like that because you are sleeping more and you're in a better mood and you're less food driven at that point. And it makes it easier to stick to maybe those whole foods that are lower calorie that you know you need to eat, but you give in to cravings. Yeah. And I think if you maybe have spun your wheels with nutrition for a long time and just find yourself always struggling with the cravings or impulsively getting food that this could be a good break from that to where like, all right, I'm just going to shift my gears to something completely different. So it might take a little bit of the stress off of the eating as well. And that feeling of being, you know, like I'm a failure. I suck at this. I'm never going to hit my goals. Like then we can completely shift gears to another thing and focus on that. And generally a byproduct will be like, you probably will improve, but without even really worrying about it. Cause you know, diet, for a lot of people and, and weight is a very emotional thing and it can be stressful. So being able to shift our, our frame to something completely different can, I think, you know, probably help improve our mindset as well. Yeah. And the one thing to keep in mind with addressing your sleep is it's, it's, it's hard. It's complicated, yeah, right? None it's of this stuff not is easy. easy. So, you know, just cause I mean, nu- addressing your nutrition is hard. Honestly, I think the easiest Working is, out. is the exercise it part. Is. So sleep is going to be because we could you could be struggling to fall asleep because of like lots of stressors. Mm-hmm. And, and so then you might have to address those things, right? There might be conversations you're, you've been avoiding that you have to have. And that could then make you sleep better and mm-hmm. then in turn make you eat better and then in turn make you lose weight. Yeah. Or you could be over consuming so, caffeine. It could be a number of things that aren't fun to address in the moment, but make yeah. a very big difference. Yeah. So yeah, like Will's example, it could be as simple as drinking too much you're too much caffeine too late in the day mm-hmm. and you happen to be someone sensitive to it. So it could literally be something, two completely different things. Like we said, one could be a hard conversation you need to have with someone because it's making you stressed, mm-hmm. maybe avoiding some, some confrontation that needs to just be had or just don't drink coffee at 4 p.m., right? Yeah. It could be both those things. Both and, the, and like, you know, the conversation is like, you know, those are always uncomfortable to have. And so that is hard in that way. And then, you know, maybe cutting out your cup of coffee, you're feeling drained later yeah. in the day at first because you don't have it. And that's not, f- we know that it's not fun to quit caffeine or cut down caffeine. Uh, but, you know, those might in the long run really help. Like yeah. I know the two of us couldn't drink a cup of coffee past noon or we're probably going to be, mm-hmm. you know, wired at night or not getting good sleep. So yeah. it's just 
important to to address that and kind of make that hard push initially to to improve things like this yeah and one thing i think again it's important to realize is just getting more sleep in it in and of itself isn't gonna make you lose body fat either because say you're eating five decide to eat five pizzas a day and whatever say that's five thousand you're eating five thousand calories a day which a, a lot of people do and you could be sleeping 10 hours a night you're not gonna yeah you're not just losing weight because <laughs> of that weight, 10 hours right? <laughs> just because you you well i'll just sleep more to offset there that's not what's happening yeah, it doesn't work like that again it's that the sleep helps us typically move our body more exercise more consistently less cravings we end up eating less the, you know, those are the mechanisms of how sleep can affect yeah. weight loss. It's almost just something that puts us in the position to do better in other avenues. Mm -hmm. That's really all it is. It's a good base level, almost like a primer that, you know, sets your mind right and your body right to be able to do other things um, yeah. without the, the interference. And another thing important to realize is, look, this topic, this study was on the correlation of weight loss and sleep. There are so many other benefits to oh, getting... God good sleep 100 <laughs> percent. i mean it's you yeah, know lack of yeah. sleep is tied to so many things well now and now there's some stuff coming out i remember reading through some studies i don't want to like you know be quoted specifically but I, they're alzheimer's and mm -hmm. dementia i was going to say that starting they're starting hey it could be from poor sleep over the course of our lives yeah because i think that part of you know those disorders are like you know when you're sleeping like things are flushed out of your brain and mm -hmm. there's always metabolites, things like that and waste. And it needs to be, you know, continuously flushed yeah. like every part of our body. And I think not getting enough sleep doesn't allow that to fully happen all the time. Yep. And if that happens over the course of 50, 60 years or 70, however long, yep. like stuff starts to build up and there's, you know, I'm sure there's inflammation mm -hmm. and uh, that really leads to yeah. those conditions. And yeah, don't completely quote us on that. Um, but I'm pretty sure I read the same exact thing. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we're regenerating cells and all that. And our body does a lot of that when we're sleeping. So now you, you're talking about, you know, skin health and mm -hmm. um, joint and ligament recovery and muscle recovery from workouts and all of those things. So the surf, you know, this is just one sleep and weight loss is just like the s scratching the surface. Yeah, and there's a lot of deeper health issues. Because you could be like, well, I don't care or I'm, at, you know, where I want to be. So what does it matter? Well, it definitely matters. I mean, for I think plenty you're, of other you're more prone to things like a heart attack and a stroke too with poor sleep. Mm -hmm. Like those are correlated. Um, so if you're somebody who maybe stress management even has a, we'll call it a healthy BMI, but you get really poor sleep, you have terrible stress management. You might be one of those otherwise quote unquote healthy people that has a heart attack, mm -hmm. you know? So not to like fear monger, but it's a um, contributor to it. So yeah. it, it's something to be aware of. And, and another reason to try our best to get the, the, the best sleep that we can. Yep. And so much of this can be individual too, in that you have to play with different things. And this is why we are fans of journaling and recording stuff. So you can notice trends. Mm -hmm. You know, I know some people who, if they eat a big meal before dinner, they just can't sleep. I mean, before bed. <laughs> if they, if they eat a <laughs> that big, big meal, meal if you're eating a big yeah, meal before <laughs> dinner, you're, you're probably not losing weight. <laughs> that's, that's another podcast. The big meal before <laughs> dinner. If you're eating a, a big meal before you go to bed, some people really struggle to fall asleep. They may feel full or whatever. And yeah, so, so make note of that, right? And notice that some people, I know if you, they eat barely anything or maybe 
don't have any carbohydrates with their meal before bed, they then struggle. They're just laying in bed thinking about food, right? And so some people having a little bit bigger meal or a higher carbohydrate meal helps them fall asleep easier. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's I, variance to all of there's this. There's variance to all of it. And, you know, don't just take like the first, oh, you, you know, even stuff we say where it's like have a cold room, right? Well, ultimately, if you have a your room's so cold where you're shivering. Yeah, and, and that's keeping you up. That may keep you up too. So you're, you know, what's cool may be relative. And it's just, yeah, find these things like play around with your food intake around bed, your temperature, you know. Your screen time. Your screen time. You, and some people are fine not cutting it off super early and they mm-hmm. can sleep and they're okay. Other people, you know, if they're looking at it, you know, an hour before bed, that's still going to influence yeah. how they fall asleep. So, Or you may notice, I know for me, I don't have trouble falling asleep. But if I am having a lot of screen time right up to bedtime, mm-hmm. I don't sleep as well. Yeah. Like uh, I, I don't feel way. as refreshed the next morning. And I know, and then for example, too, TV doesn't bother me that much, you know, maybe because I'm not right on it and maybe the, but I can watch TV up until I go to bed or it actually makes me fall asleep. Yeah. Right. But if I'm on my cell phone, even with it turned like black and white mm-hmm. and the that bedtime mode, the bedtime mode on, I, it still affects me somehow. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's just because it's like the constant engagement and like the constant shifting of staring and it's right in different your face. subjects. Yeah. And yeah. you're staring so close. So, um, it's, it's more stimulating. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. But side it, side note. Yeah, side note. Side note, we talked about um, cutting off, like, your notifications on your phone. I don't know how, how many episodes ago it was. Um, but my use, <laughs> since I did that, because I didn't do that, Gary has no notifications on his phone. My use of things like Instagram, I actually, like, I just forget to open it some days. So if you know this, that I haven't messaged you back a lot, it's because I haven't been even opening it because I haven't seen any notifications. Same thing with, like, Facebook Messenger. I've gotten, like... Even worse at replying than I already am, but I'm not super mad at it because my usage has like, like gone to the the bottom of the uh, the pit. Like I, my phone usage is. <laughs> well, did you realize how much you you just when you get notifications? I react. You react. Yeah, yeah. and I, I realized that, and I'm like, because I you know you get the the usage where like you use this app seven hours less this week than you normally do, or whatever it yeah. is, uh, and seeing that, I'm like, damn, like. I didn't realize how much I would just see one notification, react to it, and then end up in a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. So, if anybody does struggle with that, it's a great idea. I'm freaking loving it. So, And that was episode 109. What was how, that one called? How your cell phone can help your fitness goals. Boom. We, we dig in on that. Turn off all your, Well, the only ones I don't have turned off are texts. Yeah, I get those too. Yeah, that's it. But everything else. And our Google chat for work. Outside of that, everything else is off. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is how weight loss or how sleep affects weight loss. Hopefully helps connect some dots, makes yeah. you realize there is a strong correlation. And to maybe, and yeah. maybe that's, that's a missing piece and maybe you should focus on your sleep and kind of not put so much stress on the other stuff because in turn, it will maybe make those things easier for I you. Think, I think it will. And listen to number 93 if you haven't already. If you do want some tips on, you know, how to improve your sleep in, a, you know, a couple different ways or just make sure you're not doing something counterproductive to getting sleep, mm-hmm. um, that's a really good listen. All right. We appreciate you guys for listening. Yeah. Share it with your friends, family. Pets. Pets.
dogs do a dog podcast dog podcast we are gonna do a dog podcast yeah, i don't do know when po- they they can improve they are a good s- stress relief yeah they, they are. can also be stressful too they can be but i think just yeah. in general it wins out yeah so all those f- all those free hugs we'll be doing a dog one at some point this year pets we don't want to leave out pets. the cat people i guess pets yeah <laughs> <laughs> what if the what if it shows that cats increase rates? yeah <laughs> Oh. I don't know. I don't want to say that like it's a fact because I don't think it is. But I know people love their cats. Anyways. All right. Catch you next time. See y'all. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs>